What's up, everybody? Sultan of Strangles here, a.k.a. the Kimura King, a.k.a. the Ayatollah of Angolocks. Guys, the last time I recorded a podcast uh, was October 21st, I believe. It is now December 21st, and um, it's odd. It's as much as I enjoy doing the podcast, I straight up forget sometimes that I have a podcast because I am doing the sales for my gym. I'm doing teaching for my gym. I'm doing marketing for my gym. I'm still an accountant working for myself. Uh, I got a lot of stuff to take care of as far as, you know, bills, emails, violations, um, I just filmed my first full-length instructional with BJJ Fanatics called Iranian Body Lock Systems, Weapons of Past Destruction. It's going to be out in four weeks. I'm super excited for that. And, um, and, then, and then someone will message me, hey, dude, your podcast inspired me. Or I'll be at a tournament. I just did Worlds uh, December 9th to the 12th and people were walking up to me and like and it's not for usually it's because of who's next the show or my instagram but a couple people came up to me like i discovered you through your podcast and i'm like thinking to myself like how is that possible i only have like fifteen thousand listens how is it possible that someone discovered me through that but hey man that's what happened and I want to be a little more consistent with this, but not sure what direction I want. Do I want to be like a Joe Rogan and have three-hour episodes? Do I want to do solo episodes? Do I want guests? The thing with guests is like a lot of these guests that I thought were going to be really cool come on and like 15 minutes into it, I'm like, oh man, this was this was a huge mistake. Um, it's It's usually the ones that like, just someone who I don't know that well that I kind of want to get to know better who seems cool. Like those are the episodes that kind of end up being a lot of fun to do. So um, my goal for 2023 is to get this podcast up to 100,000 listens. And I'm pretty confident that I'm going to get it there with your help, guys. And if you want to help me with that, you know what you got to do. You got to go on Rambling with Rack. Share the episode on your story, on your post. Follow my Instagram at K-O-O-L-R-A-K, at Immortals Jiu-Jitsu. Go check out my website, immortalsjujitsu.com. Um, please go on Google. Consider giving my gym a five-star review if you've been there. Um, and I really appreciate all of your support, guys. This episode is going to be about public accounting my career in accounting. I have a lot of horror stories that I want to share with you. And I'm too cheap to get a therapist. So I kind of just vent here for you guys. I think it's going to be a good episode. Speaking of therapy, if any of you know an affordable way to get a therapist, please let me know because I'm not about to pay $200 an hour for a therapist. I don't got health insurance because I just rarely go to the doctor and I'm not trying to pay $400 a month for something I'm not going to use. So let me know what options there are with that. And I hope you liked the episode, guys. Super excited to share it with you. Enjoy. Mm -hmm.
What's up, everyone? Um, in this episode, I'm going to give you extensive insight into my career in public accounting. Um, you know, I've I've talked about my jobs before, but I'm going to go seriously in depth in this one and really go over what where I worked, what I did. And why I hated it so much And how the fuck you could get out Um, What's really fascinating about this podcast Is that I literally forget that I have a podcast sometimes Until someone comes up to me And they're like I listen to all your episodes And I just saw my um, I just saw my Spotify 2022 wrapped up for my podcast And it said my podcast was in the top 10% shared in the world. So I'm like, I don't know if this is real. I don't know if it's just like how OnlyFans tells every single woman that they're in the top 1% of content creators. But, you know, I get kind of shocked when people walk up to me and say they listen to my podcast. I didn't even think too many people cared. We have about 15,500 listens, which is good. It's not, like, great. It's good. Um, but every now and then I'm reminded that it's it's more of a big deal than I thought. So, um, hope you guys enjoy this episode and let me know what you think. Whenever I am feeling, like, burnt out or I feel like I can't go anymore, you know, it's one week and I'm 10 training sessions in, my body hurts... I just don't want to get up and go teach the kids class. Uh, There is no greater motivator than fear. I just look back at what my life used to be. And I'm like, it's 2 p.m. I'm driving. And I'm like, do you understand what real hell is? Real hell is having to be at your desk at this time. Um surrounded by people you hate doing a job you hate meaningless in a stupid button-down shirt and pants um, fidgeting around because you hate being still and I look back at what my life used to be and real quick I find motivation to 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 work hard again Um, I feel like a lot of I don't feel like I know a lot of these other gym owners are super 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 lazy super ungrateful and delusional like uh, I see these people that teaching one or two classes a day and they're like oh I don't feel like going in or you could just tell they don't give a shit and the reason is because they never worked a real job they never had a job that you had to come in at 7am and you're leaving at 8pm 9pm they just said hey I don't want to get a real job so I'm going to teach martial arts, even though they don't love it. And that's their baseline for hard work. So they'll complain about it. And I think to myself, holy shit, you have no idea. You have absolutely no idea what real, real struggle is. And even with me working at a desk... I don't know what real struggle is. Am I working in a brick kiln in Pakistan? Brick 
kilns in Pakistan literally have five-year-old, six-year-old kids making bricks all day. That's all they do. And here I am complaining about my desk job. So just know there's always someone that has it much, much worse than you do. And I must say I'm so grateful that I get to do what I love every day. And there are days where I'm just, I get up and I'm just exhausted and I'm like not that excited to do it. And then real quick I remind myself, you understand what your life used to be, right? You, your life used to be a nightmare. And I go right back, I teach, I love it, and I embrace it. And I hope you guys can do the same. So the nightmare all started 2008. I decided, hey, you know what? Let's go get a job for Commerce Bank because I was doing construction and um, during school. And I'm like, let's let's give it a, you know, if I'm going to go into like the professional world, I can't be doing construction forever. So I go, I work as a CSR. They give these stupid positions and these banks like these fancy names and they get these bums with literally no credentials and uh, two weeks of training. They make them wear a suit and then these people think they're they're like hot shots. I remember I walked into a commerce bank I needed to make uh, uh, Bank of America like a month ago. And I just needed a, a replacement debit card because I lost my debit card and the guy was like. Oh, well, you really need to make an appointment to come in. And I looked at him like, dude, this is a retail bank. It takes one minute to make me a replacement card. I'm not making an appointment. This is not freaking Goldman Sachs. Relax. It's wild. So anyway, I go, I work as a CSR, customer service rep. And um, I'm a kid at this time. And the room is filled with people, grown people that are wanting to do this for a legit career. Uh, I'm in there with a bunch of other kids my age. And uh, the tests were very easy to pass. People were studying, people were struggling. And I'm looking around, I'm like, holy shit, man. Like, am am I living in a real, am I living in a simulation right now? Um, Pretty much all you got to do is make bank accounts for people, uh, make money market accounts, saving accounts, checking accounts, uh, safety deposit boxes, CDs, just do all the BS that comes with retail banking. Very easy job. It could be very tedious, but it's not a hard job. And I think at that time it was $12 an hour. Um, And man, I remember when we passed our final, there were two people that failed. (laughs) And they didn't get the job. And I just looked at them like, you are a complete idiot. How do you fail this? And the couple other people that passed, these people are like late 30s, early 40s. They're crying because they're so happy they got the job. And I'm just, I'm just looking at the other young kids and I'm like, dude, this is, this is crazy. So I get a job for Commerce Bank in Norwood, New Jersey, which shouldn't be that far but for some reason there's no highways that go to Norwood 
So it was literally 45 minutes of just back roads to get there, and it sucked. I got there. Job was really tedious. And these other CSRs just took themselves way too seriously. Like coming in dressed to the nines um, and just acting like their $12 an hour job was a very big deal. And it was very hard for me to get along with anyone. My boss was a very old woman, like 50-something, late 50s, a career bank assistant manager. And I've noticed in my... This is this was the first time I would realize that if you have a female boss, they will make you know very well that they're in charge. And they're. this is just in my experience. They will make you know very well that they're in charge and definitely fucking boss you around. So... That was annoying. But what I noticed in that job is the people that would come in and open accounts, um, I would always talk to them, shoot the shit, ask them their job, what their major was. And I noticed this guy just put in a million dollars. This guy just put half a million dollars. This guy put 300000 I noticed a lot of them were in the finance and accounting field. So I'm like, you know what? This is not a bad idea because you major in accounting or finance and there's so many options. You know, it's not like a narrow thing you could do. There's so many options if you major in accounting. So I'm like, all right, let's do that. And at that moment, I made the worst decision of my fucking life. So after working for Commerce Bank, which later became TD Bank, um, I realized there is no real upward trajectory here. When you are working at a job, you must ask yourself, what is the end goal? So if you're working for Uber Eats, there is no upward trajectory. doesn't matter how many hours you work. You're going to make more money by working more hours, but there is no... Uh, there is no upward trajectory. You will always do the same thing and get paid the same rate. Commerce Bank, um, you're a CSR, you get promoted to assistant manager, which is a joke, and then you get promoted to manager, which is another joke. Now, one cool thing about being a manager is that it's not always hourly. The amount of business you bring into the bank, so if you're a good salesman and you go to networking events, you could actually be a decent, you could make a decent amount of money. But that was way too deep into the future for me. And I'm like, this is just not a job where um, I see myself thriving in. And it was just unbelievably fucking boring. So it's, um, I'm in college and I just, took four finals back to back to back to back. I think I did really well on them. And there was this kid named Dan, very smart, but for some reason just didn't really understand what was going on for our advanced financial accounting class. So I took for no reason, by the way, I, I didn't want anything in return. Just a cool dude. I had some free time. And by the way, this was the first time I ever took Adderall. I had four finals back to back to back because I was working and going to school. So um, 
I'm zooted out of my mind and I'm like, yeah, I don't want to go home. I, I need to keep my mind preoccupied. So I literally helped this kid study for his final for like four hours for no reason, not wanting anything in return. Turns out his father was the CFO of a company called F&G Mechanical, which was owned by a very big company called MCOR. And he told me, hey man, do you need a job? I said, yes. And um, it was an account accounts payable specialist. Sounds really cool, right? Wow, accounts payable specialist. Ooh, I've done accounts payable and accounting. Ooh, this is probably a very important position. So me being the dumbass young guy that I am with no mentors, no guidance, nothing, I take the job. It was $10 an hour. But let me tell you, even though it was $10 an hour, I don't know, it felt great to just know that every Friday I was getting X amount of money in my bank account. It made me feel real good. Um, so very soon into the job, I realized that this is not an accounting job. Um, I would get purchase orders and I would have to put purchase orders into the computer. I forgot the name of the software, but it was literally, it looked like MS-DOS, like black background, green, green font. It's like very old school. God, I can't remember the name of the goddamn software. I wish I could remember. Anyway, I noticed most of the staff was women. So this is a the- this is a theme that I will um, that I will see a couple more times in my in my career. So if you go into an office and it is all women, know that it's going to be harder for you as a man to thrive there, and the type of work is going to be very different. Um, if you go to a lot of billing jobs, a lot of data entry jobs, a lot of answering the phone types of jobs, you'll find that it's mostly staffed with women because men's attention spans are so low and women are just very good at buckling down and being able to do tedious work. I don't know if it's genetic. I don't know if it's from just having to deal with motherhood, but I know that my buddy tells me when he plays with his baby boy and girl, it's fun for like half an hour. Then after that, he kind of, you know, he can't do it. But his wife could literally play with the kids for six hours straight. No issue. And that's good. That's what you want in a mother. But a lot of jobs where you really have to just focus and buckle down and do something that's kind of repetitive or tedious, you see a lot of men just can't do it. They're, they're not built for that. They lose attention real quick. So this was a data entry, this is a data entry job. So pretty much plugging in numbers from the purchase orders into the software. That's all it was. After the first week, I was like, all right, this isn't too bad. Second week, oh, this isn't too bad. Third week, I'm like, oh my God, this is, this is terrible. I got to get the fuck out of here. And uh, I went to the kid, Dan, that got me the job. Like, dude, you said this was an accounting position. This is not an accounting position. He's like, well, it kind of is. I'm like, no, it's not. You fucking lied to me. And, you know, 
we were friends, but it was iffy after that. That place was very, very cliquish. Like, it was literally like high school. And I'm like, oh, God, whatever. I'm just going to come to work, do my work, and leave. Whatever. Um, And what's also really cool about this job, that I got four credits for it. I accounted as a co-op. So that was really cool. Um, Now, where... Oh, oh, oh. One of the most pivotal moments of my life happened at this job. So I'm a young kid. I never understood why people drink coffee. I'm like, why do people drink this shit? It's bitter. Doesn't taste good. I hate it. And then someone says, hey, we have a pot of coffee if you want any. I'm like, eh, nah, I'm good. It says it again. Nah, I'm good. Says it again. Nah, I'm good. And then one day, you know what? I'll try a cup. And when I tried the cup, I noticed I was just so much focused on my work. I had so much more energy, so much more concentrated. So the next day, I'm like, all right, you know what? Maybe I'll try another cup. And then third day, I kind of forgot. And I'm like, ah, I'm feeling a little sluggish. Have another cup of coffee. Oh, wow, this is great. A week or two goes by where I'm drinking coffee every day. And then one day, I just forget to drink my coffee headache I get the cold sweats I feel like I want to blow my fucking my mom is literally the spawn of Satan I promise you she is the spawn of Satan when I call her she never ever when I really really need her never picks up the phone but when I really don't when I don't need her to call me in very pivotal moments when I'm in a zoom meeting when I'm recording a podcast where I'm teaching class Make sure to call me every single time. I can't tell you how many podcast episodes have been fucked up because she'll call me right in the middle of a voice note. And what sucks about Anchor is that it'll stop my recording for the phone call. It's the dumbest fucking shit ever. If I'm in the middle of a recording, don't take the call. And there's no way to stop this. I just have to get the recording cut off. And it's always in the middle of like a very sensitive part. It cuts it off. Fucking anchor, bro. So anyway, start to get a headache, start to get cold sweats, start to get the shakes. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me, man? And I'm driving home and I'm young at this time. I don't know anything about coffee, anything about caffeine. And I'm like, hmm. I wonder what this is and I smell some coffee at Dunkin' and my body was like, oh, that's what you need. So I'm like, really? So I go drink the cup and my body aches go away, my headache goes away, my cold sweats go away and I'm like, this is the most dangerous drug ever. I got to stop drinking this. And that was over 10 years ago. I have since then you would think that I wouldn't drink it. But since then, I have had minimum one cup of coffee, one to two cups of coffee every single day since then. When I tell you that I've never taken a day off of drinking coffee, I'm not lying. As I'm even saying this on my podcast, right, I'm freaking myself out. I just realized ever since that day, I have never gone a single day without caffeine in my system. Holy shit, that's terrifying. But yeah, 
that's that 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 job is where I got addicted to coffee. So anyway, I was there for a couple. What was I? Nine months. And then um, I get there one morning, and then this older woman, Kathy, talking to her. She's like, "Yeah, they're they're cutting everybody's hours." Um, you know, I'm, I'm only doing 35 hours a week now, so they cut everyone's hours. And I was part-time there. I was not full-time. So I get a call into the office. And this is the first time in my life where I've ever been laid off or fired. I go into the room and it says, hey, I don't think they said anything about cuts, but they said, yeah, we're going to have to let you go. And the shock the shock that went through my body it was wild it was like as if someone just shot me in the chest I'll never forget that day I um I'm like okay I leave and pack my stuff and on my way out I'll never forget the CFO that just laid me off I see him in the break room laughing and giggling as if nothing just happened and I just wanted to fucking punch him in the face I'll be like dude you just laid somebody off and now you're giggling like a little bitch. And, ah, oh, I remember that day I left. I, I just stood outside my car for like 15 minutes. And I'm like, oh, God, now what? And I'm like, you know what? I'll go get some sushi. And before this, I would go to ShopRite. And I would eat that terrible fucking sushi they have, which is cold. I went to the legit Japanese spot. And I had the sushi and the rice was warm and it actually tasted great. And that was the first time I've had real sushi. And ever since then, I've never looked back. A couple of things I remember that day were the sushi, the feeling of being fired, and knowing that I was addicted to coffee. So now I'm like, all right, what do I do now? What, what job do I look for now? Which brings me to my next job. So there you have it, guys. I wanted to make this like one episode, but as I went into it, I realized that this is going to be, this is way too long to be one episode. I'm either going to make this like a three-part series or a four-part series. Um, and I think I'm just going to go call it public accounting. Um... So let me know if you liked the episode, if you want me to make another one. And um, hope you guys enjoyed the show. But hey, before you leave, make sure to follow me at K-O-O-L-R-A-K, at Immortals Jiu-Jitsu, at Rambling with Rack. Make sure to follow the podcast, subscribe to it, share it, give it five stars on Apple Podcast. And I really appreciate you guys. All right. I'm going to be making a Patreon soon. Hopefully you guys could follow that. I got some big plans for 2023. Thanks again, guys. Mm-hmm.